Welcome to The Week Ahead in Russia, RFERL's Monday podcast about significant developments and upcoming events in Moscow and beyond. I'm Steve Gutterman, and my guest this week is Irina Ogunina, Director of Special Projects at RFERL's Russian Service. Thanks for joining me today, Irina. Uh, thanks for inviting, Steve. Okay. Uh, now, in this edition, we are going to talk about something that is actually upcoming this week. Uh, I am talking about the fate of Memorial, the human rights group that Russian state prosecutors are seeking to shut down. There are two court hearings uh, this week that could seal its fate. Uh, two hearings, uh, one in the Moscow City Court and one in the Russian Supreme Court, because there are efforts to close two related parts of Memorial, namely International Memorial and the Memorial Human Rights Center. Now, to me, this is really a major development in the ongoing Kremlin clampdown against civil society. Memorial has existed since before the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, and a big part uh, of what it has been doing all these years, not everything, uh, but a big part, is trying to find out the truth uh, about the Soviet era um, and expose the crimes committed by the Soviet state against its citizens. Um, that's in addition to a lot of work it has done, you know, uh, relating to the the present uh, time. So, but this sounds like something a, a society would want, I'd argue, uh, you know, would want to help make sure that the horrors of the past cannot be repeated. But it seems like many in Putin's government uh, do not want this kind of clarity about the past. Irina, how important do you think this matter is for Russia? And, and how do you think uh, the court rulings will go? Well, it's difficult to say how the court ruling will go. But uh, uh, as for the first part of the question, uh, it turned out very important for the Russian society and for whatever is left of the uh, civic society in Russia and human rights uh, organizations. As we speak right now, uh, there is a joint press conference uh, going on in Moscow where the uh, human rights organizations or whatever is left of them in Russia are explaining how the uh, <clears throat> this uh, law on uh, foreign agent uh, was created in the country uh, specifically to fight uh, with the human rights community uh, to which uh, Memorial uh, Human Rights Center is a very important part of. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the the cultural organizations, uh, the intellectual organizations, the uh, noble uh, prize uh, laureates all spoke in uh, various international organizations and uh, just uh, uh, people, uh, uh, namely uh, like well-known people, mm -hmm. uh, wrote an appeal to uh, stop this uh, process uh, of uh, uh, what they call the uh, liquidation of uh, uh, international memorial. This is very important uh, for for the country, and this is to some extent, uh, you know, the case that is uh, the symbol of the uh, repressive actions of uh, Kremlin against uh, uh, civic society in the country. International memorial is not only. Uh, the organization that uh, uh, collected over 100,000 
testimonies uh, and artifacts of the uh, Stalin's repressions. It's a huge library of, uh, uh, you know, facts, things, personal belongings uh, that were donated by the kids and grandkids of those uh, who perished during Stalin's repressions in uh, 1937 and uh, up to 1953, mm-hmm. after, uh, after Stalin's death. Um, it's a huge uh, library of uh, evidence of those repressions. But Memorial is also a network of uh, 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 regional organizations. Uh, it has uh, over 50 entities around the country. And, for example, one of the entities uh, as a legal body, as an organization, INCOMI, which was uh, one of the biggest uh, organizations in the country, COMI Memorial, just because uh, there are so many remnants of uh, uh, people who died uh, during Stalin's repressions and were buried there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, uh, this unit of memorial in COMI has only already been closed down. Uh, in 2019, uh, using the same uh, criminal article against the uh, so-called uh, NGO foreign agents. Okay. Uh, so taking this into consideration, there might be um, a negative reaction, negative verdict of uh, the court that uh, would liquidate uh, memorial. This is uh, answering your second part of the question. Also, what is striking in this particular case is uh, that the expertise uh, that claims uh, that uh, uh, Human Rights Center uh, memorial Human Rights Center, not the International Memorial, right. uh, but uh, Human Rights Center um, actually uh, uh, approved terrorism and extremism. Uh, Human Rights Center thinks that it's because of the fact that they uh, put together the list of uh, uh, political prisoners in Russia. But the um, expertise that was provided to the court was made by uh, notoriously famous in Russia uh, Center for Social Social Cultural Expertise. Uh, this so-called center was formed by two people who do not even have appropriate education. Their names are Vitaly Batov and Natalia Krychkova, and they are known for the expertise uh, that actually proved people or organizations guilty. Uh, they made expertise uh, in case of uh, Pussy Riot case uh, in 2012. Right. Uh, they uh, uh, made expertise against uh, uh, another uh, memorial member, uh, Yuri Dmitriev. Uh, they wrote about 50 expertise uh, pieces uh, against Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, claiming that uh, they are extremists, uh, either as organization or as people. Uh, in one case, though, this expertise, their expertise, was rejected by the Moscow court um, uh, in case of Jehovah Witnesses' uh, prosecution. They wrote that the translation of the Bible that was made by the community of Jehovah Witnesses uh, was extremist. So 
that uh, expertise was denied, but that was the only case when this happened. Uh, otherwise, uh, the expertise was accepted by the court uh, with the consequent well, verdicts of the courts. Uh, so that is very worrisome. And uh, they call this uh, a center uh, of expertise, uh, the uh, unit of the FSB Unit A, uh, which fights against uh, dissent and uh, human rights community uh, in Russia. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I don't have high hopes. Right. So you're saying essentially this is kind of a go-to uh, pair or, or group uh, that provides the courts with uh, the kind of what what they would call scientific or uh, expert expertise on matters, including um, you know whether texts or statements are, are extremist and things like that. So, you know, obviously, if they've been uh, used in in many cases in the past, it doesn't doesn't seem to bode well. Uh, I'd say, I mean, and just to explicate a little bit, uh, as you mentioned, the at least part of the case against the Memorial Human Rights Center is the allegation that it has supported extremism and terrorism, and and Memorial believes this is because it has uh, compiles lists of uh, what it says are political prisoners, some of them prisoners of conscience uh, in Russia, which include members of Jehovah's Witnesses uh, and um, other religious groups, uh, including Muslim groups. So... Um, this is one of the ways that they're that the state is going going after uh, memorial and um you know one thing i'd note putin has said some things about jehovah's witnesses kind of setting them apart and uh so you know there, there's some i guess leeway there but uh but uh you know as you say this uh is uh you know the, the i guess the precedence in courts um uh, certainly w- don't don't seem to be um, very uh, hopeful for memorial. Well, uh, Steve, I can I, I can argue no matter that uh, uh, Putin said that it's a nonsense to put Jehovah's Witnesses uh, in, um, in prison because of their belief. Uh, the prosecution continued, and, right? Uh, Absolutely. After, after he's said this, uh, there were people who got up to eight years in prison for their belief. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that does, certainly raises questions about what, you know, what it means when he says something like that. Um, so uh, that, that's, a, that's a very good point uh, and counterpoint to, to, my, uh, to my statement. Um, Irina, I guess, uh, you know, and you mentioned um, press conferences, there have been uh, uh, appeals by by many people, um, petition uh, petitions signed by by tens of thousands of people, um, calling for memorial not to be shut down. Uh, and this week we'll we'll see at least um, you know how the how the start of these these court processes goes. All right, um, I'd like to move on to the other topic. Um, uh, lots of things happening in Russia and, and, and in terms of Russian foreign policy that we're not going to discuss now, but it's all happening against the, the backdrop of the continuing coronavirus crisis in Russia. Um, there are new surges of COVID-19 in a number of countries now. Here in the Czech Republic, there was a record high number of new cases on Friday, I believe. But certainly in Russia, the situation seems dire. Uh, New cases are down somewhat in the past couple weeks, 
But COVID-related uh, COVID deaths uh, hit a record high on also Friday, I believe. Um, and I think it's safe to say that President Vladimir Putin and his government have changed their tune a bit recently against this background. Putin had sent mixed signals uh, for many months in the past over the seriousness of the problem and over vaccinations. Um, but now the Kremlin has taken a, a more somber tone, I think, and the government has submitted legislation that would toughen uh, restrictions making vaccination or recovery from COVID uh, pretty much a requirement for access to public transport and potentially uh, other many shops and venues, uh, other other buildings. I mean, uh, perhaps a difficult question. I mean, there's there's obviously huge humanitarian uh, toll and and effects uh, of this COVID crisis in Russia. Uh, but uh, on a political note, do you think Putin's handling of the crisis has had or will have a substantial effect? on his level of public support and his political future? Well, it's really a difficult uh, question in terms of uh, political future, uh, because uh, as we all know, uh, they can draw uh, whatever figures they like uh, at the uh, elections being that Duma elections, parliament elections, or presidential. Uh, But in terms of his uh, support, uh, yes, it is uh, dropping. Uh, some uh, research shows that it dropped to uh, the support for Mr. Putin dropped to uh, 20 to 30 percent in certain regions. Um, and that's primarily uh, because of the handling of the uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, Putin himself, yes, you're right, he sent uh, very mixed uh, signals and uh, uh, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, gave it, I would say, pretty irresponsible, uh, irresponsible uh, example of uh, uh, COVID. Like he said once that uh, there are lines of foreigners waiting to uh, be vaccinated uh, in Russia with Sputnik, and then they come back to Europe uh, and buy their certificates uh, because Sputnik is so good. Uh, This is laughable, of course. Uh, and I think that it's irresponsible for the leader of the country that suffers from pandemic as much as Russia does uh, to say something like this uh, so that people would not take it seriously, uh, frankly. Uh, and that but, was quite uh, recently right? that he said that as well, despite what I said. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I think that Kremlin's approach right now changes because uh, on Sunday, uh, for the first time, actually, Putin uh, appeared on public uh, and made a statement that he had a booster vaccine, uh, and that was Sputnik. It's the first time when he publicly admitted that it was a Sputnik vaccine and not uh, anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's a, an apparent change in uh, approach uh, since now he is trying to uh, you know, to be a responsible uh, leader and to show that uh, it is uh, possible, it is doable, and it's necessary. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Medusa last week uh, published uh, uh, allegations of uh, one of the Kremlin insiders, their source, uh, that stated that um, the Kremlin is uh, really 
you know, frightened that the support of the population uh, will go very, very low because of very unpopular uh, lockdown measures in Russia. And so right now, uh, allegedly, Kremlin is trying to distance uh, from the lockdown measures and uh, put the, um, the responsibility on the uh, local uh, leaders, local governors uh, and mayors. Uh, but that has been from the very beginning. Uh, I, I've always thought that it was a pretty smart approach in terms of Russia. Uh, like in the United States, uh, Russia has a huge territory, and the situation with COVID in different areas is different. Uh, so it's up to the governors to assess what measures they uh, need to take. Uh, but still, Russia is so centralized, and Kremlin, uh, you know, accumulated so much centralized power that people still blame not uh, local governors but uh, but uh, Kremlin for everything uh, that's going on in the country. So it's catch-22 uh, for Kremlin and uh, it's not really easy to, uh, you know, distance right now. Uh, but the situation is really, really bad and, uh, uh, you know, the recent figures, yeah, it's over 1,200 deaths a day. Uh, which is uh, with a population of uh, 143 million is uh, quite a lot. Uh, the uh, today's news, for example, is that during pandemic, uh, Russia lost every fourth uh, veteran of the uh, Second World War. Um, also, is not good for Kremlin because Kremlin's uh, patriotic campaign. Uh, is based on the uh, admiration and respect for the veterans of the Second World War and on, of the uh, memories of uh, Soviet victory in the Second World War. Uh, so everything is placed, playing against uh, right now, uh, against uh, Kremlin and against uh, public attitude towards the uh, measures. They claim that, uh, uh, you know, Russians uh, do not trust uh, in uh, vaccine uh, because uh, they do not trust uh, authorities. Uh, but frankly, I don't think that this is the case. I think it's more deep. Uh, the uh, conspiracy theories uh, became mainstream in social media. Uh, right now, conspiracy theories against uh, vaccination. Uh, the uh, a level of, uh, uh, you know, I don't even know how to call it, but uh, uh, the level of uh, rejection of uh, vaccine uh, is the same as uh, the level of rejection of uh, 5G towers. Okay. Uh, the uh, you know, general notion that it's not the vaccine, but uh, some sort of chip, uh, is prevailing, uh, so it's it's really uh, not that much a political issue as the issue of uh, proper education and uh, proper uh, explanation what is uh, going on. And this some this is something that didn't happen uh, in Russia since the start of the uh, pandemic. People just uh, deny COVID and don't uh, believe that uh, uh, the. Uh, that it's really a lethal, uh, lethal disease. And, you know, plus the figures, the official figures of uh, death rate from COVID um, are 
some experts say three times lower than the uh, real estimates. And if you take the real estimates, that would be uh, over uh, 750,000, which is uh, really a lot and a lot for for Russia. Absolutely. Um, And I think, I mean, if you go with the uh, figures for uh, excess mortality, you know, Russia's uh, right up there, I think, second to the United States in terms of uh, uh, raw numbers. Uh, and then given the population difference, uh, it's higher uh, per capita. So, you know, that's another another figure to be thinking about. I guess um, I would sort of summarize part of what you said, uh, very interesting, but part of what you said by saying, you know, Yes, the Kremlin may have changed its tone, but you know, is it uh, too little, too late? After, you know, a significant kind of foot dragging in terms of of education, as you say, and then also campaigns by state media abroad, at least, um, to to discredit vaccines in the West and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, that likely uh, probably contributed to some of the attitudes in Russia. Um, Okay, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, We'll wrap it up there. Rena, thanks very much for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thanks for inviting Steve. Okay, great to have you on the podcast again. Um, I'll be back next Monday, and um, please keep an eye out next Friday, uh, December 3rd, for my Week in Russia newsletter. I'm taking a week off uh, this week from that. Thanks for listening.